Welcome back to The Writer and the Wrench. We are your hosts, Brent and Beverly. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. <laughs> That's the question I feel like every time. Yeah. It's been a busy start to the school year. But grandparents have the kids this weekend. We were able to go out on a date last night and just get some reconnect time and relaxing moments where we're not trying to redo the whole house. <laughs> <laughs> it just has felt like complete. I mean, I use the word brutal, but it has felt like a brutal start to the school year. And I, I don't know exactly. It's nothing major that I can put my finger on. I feel like it's just the perfect storm of we have our oldest transitioned into middle school. And that's been a huge adjustment. And I don't even think we're done adjusting. And our youngest went into kindergarten Thankfully, he doesn't really have any homework because I'm pretty sure he would be on his own on that one. Um, but we've just, they've joined extracurricular activities. And so I feel like our schedule, we're just not able to get things done. That's what it feels like. We're drowning. <laughs> so this is a real treat you get to hear from us right now. Yeah. That's because the kids aren't here. That, that's the only reason this is happening. And even now, I'm thinking of <laughs> 20 things we probably should be doing instead. But we kind of wanted to finish out our series on finances by kind of going back and visiting the process that we went through buying our current home and just kind of retell that story because it's a neat story, I think, kind of full of... God's faithfulness and the way that things were worked out. And if you didn't know, this past April, we paid off our home mortgage. And so woot, woot. Woot, woot. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of our biggest long-term goals we've had. And so it just, it felt good to walk into the bank and make that final payment. But we wanted to kind of go back and revisit the very beginning. Which starts in what, 2006? 2006 is when... And we weren't married at the time. Because we but met we were... at the end of 2005, but we had talked about, you know, we were getting engaged, but... Getting engaged? Like, <laughs> like it was a process it to was. happen? <laughs> we'll tell you that story yeah, at another time. that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, but I wanted to purchase the home prior to us being married... It was the home that you were renting, so you were currently living there. Right. So it was the idea of if if I can afford it on my own, that when we got married, that would just be an easy transition, uh, bringing your income into the household and knowing that we could make all the bills and, and pay everything that we need to pay. Yeah. Um, and the idea of it was it was going to be our starter home, you know, work, uh live in it for two years or so and sell it buy a new home that's a little bit bigger uh, we yeah it was technically i guess with the hoa even though it was a single like it wasn't attached to anything it was still considered a condo it was zero lot line there was a one car garage and when i say one car garage it's, like grease the sides and pull it in. Yes. Brent had a Jeep Wrangler at the time, and that was the perfect size. I think anything any bigger than that, 
you wouldn't have been able to pull it in. But we there was, tried and we couldn't. There was no. We couldn't pull your Sebring in. Mm -mm. So it was tiny, and it was only how many square feet was that house? It was eleven hundred and fifty-three square feet. So not bad for a starter no. home. I mean, well, I feel and like... and you got to remember too, two thousand six was like the height of the market. Yeah. Back then, and everything was just blowing up out of control. So you know, we were, we were trying to get the home in and then just flip it in a couple years and get into something a little, you know, bigger. A little bigger. Um, you know, we, I purchased it and it already had equity. Um, so th going into it, we thought we would be able to sell it already knowing that we had equity in the house. And we know in 2008, the market crashed. <laughs> yeah. And the homes in our neighborhood we're foreclosing at about a third of the cost of what we paid for the house <laughs> or what it was worth. That's a little depressing. Yeah. And uh, I don't think we ever thought that we would get out of that house um, just from the financial side of it. No, I thought we were stuck there. Like, it was a very bleak outlook. And, and back then, probably wasn't guided very well with how to purchase the house and... and what types of mortgages. So we, or I, had elected to get an adjustable rate mortgage and also get a second mortgage because I didn't have the amount of money needed to have the 20% down. So the adjustable rate was at 7% and the fixed rate was at nine and a half. Imagine that. <laughs> so here we are, the market crashes. Our hopes and dreams of selling our house and moving somewhere else just felt like it was, there's just no way it was going to happen. We were upside down and it just. We were upside down and now houses are now foreclosing for a third of what we paid. So yeah. no, no light at the end of that tunnel. I feel like the moment that the, I mean, it was always our desire to move to a different location with a little bit bigger house and have a backyard. Um, but I feel like what really set that longing inside my heart probably and this was after the market crash but we had joined a dinner group through our church do you remember how many people were in that group um was it originally eight? it was was it eight or ten um, adults and then children eight i think it was eight it was eight adults we didn't have kids at the time did we or was that no? That was no, after. There was ten. There was ten adults. Yeah. But not everybody had kids. Yes, um, and so I just remember the whole way that dinner group works is one person you get together once a month at somebody's house and they host and it was kind of potluck style. So they would provide the main course and then we would sign up for drinks and sides, et cetera, et cetera. And I just remember when it was our turn to host, feeling like there was just no room for anybody to go we didn't have a formal dining room because it was so small we had a kitchen table a round kitchen table that could seat four people and we set up i believe a card table i don't even know where we set that up now because we we seriously had no room people were sitting on the couches to eat dinner people were standing in the kitchen and it just i feel like in that moment i because i enjoy hosting i just had this desire of having a bigger space to accommodate people so that they felt comfortable when they came over to our house. Mm -hmm. And then we had 
That was the same year we had Elizabeth, July of 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, again, added to the idea of, man, this house is getting... It's getting tight. It's getting a little tight because now we have a little one. We had two dogs prior to her birth. And it just... I don't know. When I looked out in the backyard, which wasn't a backyard, we didn't have... A fenced-in backyard. It was kind of like a common, common area. Ground. It was yeah. common area, so there was no privacy. I just remember wishing and hoping that we had a fenced-in backyard for, because the Florida lifestyle is kind of. I mean, I know I lived in Florida as a kid for about three years, and I remember my family. We had a fenced-in backyard, so we could play. But I also grew up in the mountains of North Carolina, where we had acres to just be able to go out and play. And our current house. I wouldn't have been able to let my kids go out and play without me being out there, like feeling comfortable. Because it was, it also backed up to that road yeah. where cars would come flying road. in. Yeah. So, and I was staying home from work because I had just had Elizabeth. And I, at the time, thought that I was just always going to be home. Like that was my destiny. And I don't know what it was that made me, I guess just, I'm a dreamer. Brent can attest to that because I come up with all these crazy ideas and before I can even tell him half of one idea, I'm already like moved on to the next idea. Very true. So I remember I was looking for houses for sale in the area and I just remember there was this one home that was listed as a short sale and it just seemed to speak to me. It had the fenced-in backyard it it was a fixer upper even just looking at the pictures online like it it was rough cosmetically yeah, was. on the inside <laughs> the appliances were old there was linoleum and like on the bathroom floors it was it needed a Need lot love. of work and it i don't know i saw i could see beyond that though i feel like the advice is always as long as the house has good bones you can build from that and so I saw the potential that it had and I think even my family when I showed them the pictures they were they didn't they didn't see the potential are you sure about that yeah are you sure that you you, and I I remember sending the listing to you and just saying I'd really like to just drive out and I know there's absolutely no way because we can't sell our house we're we're upside Upside down. down it's this is a short sale. I don't even know what that entails. We, we learned very quickly what that entails. Um, and so there was absolutely no reason for us to come out and look at the house. But I just wanted to see it in person. And you you agreed to it. But I remember you talking on the way to look at it. Because it was about, what, a 20-minute, 20 25-minute drive from our, our first house. And you just saying, I think this is too far out as far as its relationship to you needing to go to, cause where we were before was very close to your work. Yeah, and so, 12 minutes. so it was the <laughs> inconvenience of feeling like we would, we would be moving further out, but I had no dream of moving at that point. Cause I just didn't think it was possible, but you still, you drove us out. We got out of the car and because it was a short sale, they had it, all the blinds. Cause nobody was living to, in here. Yeah. Nobody was living in here, turned to the side so you could get up and you know, Look in the windows in. and stuff. And our neighbor let us in because <laughs> he had a key he to the had house. A key to the house because he was keeping a car in the garage and kind of bartered his way 
into doing that by cutting the lawn for the owner. So he let us in and we walked around and, you know, it was pretty rough. <laughs> really rough. It was really rough. But again, I saw a ton of potential and it sparked something in us and we started playing the what if game. What if this could work out some way? Like, what? how could we make this work? And I just remember we started praying about it and in December, we wanted to potentially put an offer so, on the house because our mindset was we could keep there's no way we could sell our current house but if we could turn around and rent it but it was whether or not because i wasn't working at the time so it was whether or not you could get pre-approved for a loan which we met with a friend of the family that was a mortgage broker i, I don't know he worked at chase so um, that's better than what i was gonna say i was like mortgage shark <laughs> That may be for a lot of them, but he <laughs> not, wasn't. No, he wasn't. not him, not him. <laughs> um, so we met with him, and we kind of went over basic numbers and, you know, accounting for renting the current house out. It somehow seemed to work out on paper, so... Well, and what helped us squeak through with that, too, was, was we good. had come off of Crown Financial, so we had gotten out of debt except for... The house. The, the house. And so it helped our debt to income ratio that we could show that we didn't owe money, like a lot of money to different places. Definitely wouldn't have been able to do it if we didn't oh, there's no go way. through that first part of the journey. Absolutely not. And even some of our family committed to help us with the down payment if the bank would even accept the offer. offer. It yeah. was a lot of hypotheticals. Um, because if you don't know anything about a short sale, I don't know why they call it a short sale. It must be because you're shorting them the money they're <laughs> actually owed and nothing to do with the actual process because a short sale, they estimate usually takes somewhere between six months and a year to even yeah. hear a, like it's this whole legal thing that they have to go through and review the case and come out and have somebody assess the property and decide if they want to take your offer or not. And so I just remember we put the offer in when? End of December. Right after Christmas. We wrote a contract and it just, it was quiet. And I remember I was still staying home at that point. I just remember waking up every morning and during my quiet time, just praying specifically that I really wanted to get into this house, but I also only wanted what God wanted for us. And so if... It wasn't the right time. I didn't want to walk into something that was actually going to turn out to be a curse instead of a blessing. But I shared with God, you know, through my prayers that one of the motivations, yes, there's a lot of perks to us, like having a larger house and having a fenced in backyard and all of these things. But really on my heart was I wanted to have the space to be able to welcome people into our home and to entertain. And that I essentially said that if, if this was what he had for us, that I would want to turn around and do those things um, just as a way to bless other people. And so I believe it was in that same month in January. So we had already put the offer in, and I think it was the end of January. I got a phone call from my former employer asking if I wanted to come back to work. They had somebody who had left at the Christmas break, high school English teacher, 
and they wanted to know if I would come back and basically take her position, at least through the end of the year. Wasn't this your replacement? Yes, this was the person they hired yeah. when I left. So I had only been gone for seven months, maybe, at this time. Elizabeth Whoa. was would have been about six or seven months. So eight or yeah, nine I mean, months. I don't know. But only about five months in school. Yeah, so, she's, so she was there for the first semester. And then she left. And I just remember getting off the phone with my former administrator and just thinking, this isn't really what I want to do. Like, I committed to being a stay-at-home mom, and so I had to get back with him and let him know that that just, it, it wasn't the right time or right season for me. And he was okay with that. But then I got a second phone call with another option that would be kind of like a hybrid option, and it still wasn't working for me. So I was like, I really appreciate it. Because we didn't want to we didn't do the daycare thing yeah, all we, the time. Yeah, so. we didn't want to do that. And then... I remember getting a third phone call and this time it was, it sounds like I was being badgered, but I promise I wasn't. It was more just a conversation back and forth. But I remember the third time the question was, well, could you come in and teach first period? That's the only class you can bring your daughter with you and we'll have, you know, somebody in the office or somebody who didn't have a class during that period that would offer to watch her for me so I could come in and teach and not have to deal with childcare. And I talked it over with you and we felt comfortable with that. And honestly, it was such a blessing to be back in the classroom because I, I am a shy introvert and I tend toward the melancholy side of things. And so I felt like after I had stayed home and had Elizabeth, Aside from the fact of just dealing with like postpartum depression, I felt pretty isolated because I wouldn't push myself to go out. And this felt like I was able, because I felt like I didn't see anybody. You were, you were I was able to home. interact with other adults. Yes. Well, as young well adults. As kids. Yeah. So. The, you know, even just having a normal conversation with high school students was so, such a relief. Like, I just remember, even though I was having to get up super early in the morning and get Elizabeth ready and take her to school, I just remember leaving after teaching that first period class with kind of a skip in my step. And it just felt, I don't know, it was a saving grace that I feel like it worked out the way that it did. But then also, after being back for several months, I got the itch and realized I think I want to go back to work. I, I get so much fulfillment from it. And I talked to my administrator because I know they had been going through the interview process and said, what do you think about me coming back full time next year? Or have you already hired somebody? And I was told that they were interviewing people, but if I was willing to sign a contract, that that would be the end of it. And so we prayed about it. I got some counsel from uh, I remember specifically from my dad going and sitting in a Barney, Barney's drinking coffee and just talking about what this would look like for our family if I went back to work having, you know, a one-year-old. And so ultimately, I went ahead and felt at peace about it and signed the contract. And yeah, all this all this while, these months and months, we're still praying about this house. Uh-huh. But we haven't, it's just, it's silence. You don't get any updates you just n- never know when you're going to hear any. It's the waiting game. And you just have to re. We just had to keep renewing our offer, like an extension. Yes, because it, it would continue to expire. Because they were only like thirty day 
offers or something like that. So so we had to keep. Yep. Um, and then when did we finally hear something? So we, we found, they called us in May. I think they called us in May and said that they were now looking at our offer on the on the property. And at that time... I feel like we were kind of nervous too because the amount they listed for the short sale, that's not the bank what they're asking for. That's what the current owner is trying to sell. It's this whole thing. And so I remember we offered less than even even what the asking price was. And so the fear was that, because it was kind of low. I mean, it wasn't so low that it was insulting, but it was... It was almost 10,000 less. Yeah. And so I was afraid that the bank was going to come back and say, no, we actually need more than what the current owner is asking, or they were going to counter offer and we weren't going to be able to make up that difference. Looking back, you know, it took what, six months or five months for them to even start looking at it. I actually don't think that's too bad considering how the market crashed and how many homes were actually... Being foreclosed and how how many were being short sold. So it seemed like a whole lot of time back then because you, you're sitting there waiting and you don't hear anything and it just well feels forever. But the, the point of the short sale though too is to prevent the owner from going into foreclosure. It's like right. a last ditch effort. Right. So he's so. wanting the owner was wanting the house. To oh, that's sell, he took he our. Has, I mean, he has he, nothing he, to do with it. He accepted our offer like immediately, so he's just <laughs> but happy he to get something. He doesn't get to make the decision. So anyway, we got a notification that they were looking at our offer in May, and thirty days later they accepted our offer, and not, wanted not even a counter offer. Like no, they, they accepted our accepted, offer yep. and said that they wanted to close in thirty days, which. <laughs> Okay. 30 days sounds like a lot, but there is a lot that has to happen in that 30 days. So we reached out to our mortgage broker and sat down with him, went over all the numbers. And at this point, we had gone through Financial Peace University and knew we wanted to go with a 15-year mortgage versus a 30-year mortgage. Which most of the time, if you go to buy a house, they don't even really show you the 15-year option. It's just assumed that people want to take out a 30-year loan because it's the most traditional. And he almost tried to convince us to go with the 30-year. Oh, yeah. Yes, he showed us the numbers for the 30-year mortgage, and I remember us asking about wanting to see what it would look like if we did the 15 And his caution to us, which is, I mean, he's not the only one I've heard this from, but it's the whole idea, well, just take out the 30 and you can pay it off early. And I feel like that never, it mathematically doesn't make sense because if you realize that you're at the beginning of the loan, you're paying more interest the way that the schedule works, you're paying more interest up front than principal. So it's easy to prepay your principal at the beginning because it's a low amount. But once you cross that halfway part where the principal now becomes the majority of your payment and you're having to almost double it, I mean, it's, it's expensive. And I think people don't realize that those who go into it with the idea of, oh, I'm just going to prepay the principal on a 30 year and cut it in half. It's not as easy as it sounds. And I feel like when you have that extra cash, I felt like if we went with the 15 year, we were forced to make the payment right. because that's what we had agreed on and we knew that no matter what happened 
it would be paid off in 15 years. And I knew that 15 years from there, I didn't want to be sitting there saying, well, we got 15 more years to go because you were going to be, you would be close to retirement age. And it was only a few hundred dollars more. It really wasn't much. Which at the time, it felt like a lot. You know, it sounds and felt like a whole lot, but you know, you, you fast forward 10 years and you know, $300 doesn't really seem. But if you remember when he gave us the numbers for the 15 year, we couldn't just say yes because oh. we had that. We had the adjustable rate. rate on our first home and the rate was getting ready to change. And we didn't, that's the thing that's, that's the scary thing about the adjustable rate is you don't know what the percentage is going to change to every time that they reassess and it can go like it could skyrocket up or it could go down prime plus whatever yes right so we had just got out of the uh, the meeting with him and you had met me there so we drove separately and on our way home we both were praying about what we were going to go towards either 15 whether it's a 30 and we wanted we, the 15. We wanted the 15 really, really badly. So we got home, went to check the mail, and in the mailbox was our adjustable rate difference. So it was it's the new rate. Here's what it's going to be. So we opened the letter. We were we were like really scared cuz you know, our our adjustable rate was at 7% and you hear stories about like these balloon payments and or the the rates jacking up. You know, so I'm figuring this is going to be like a 12% interest. Well, we opened the letter and it said it had gone down to 3%. From seven. <laughs> From seven to three. And we kept le- reading the letter over like, is it going up three? Like, like they're adding 3% make, more. It it's going to be 10% or but did they, it, is that a typo? Did they mean 13%? So I don't know if I'm remembering it correctly or not, but it was like, you know, prime plus whatever. So the prime had gone down to zero and the plus was the three. So uh, ended up three being 3% and we knew right away that we were going to go with the 15 year. And we knew it would be possible and we getting knew, that news. Right, because now our mortgage payment on our current home had just dropped by a few hundred dollars, which is what accounted for the difference between a 15 and a 30. Yeah. It was like perfect. So we had... We we were supposed to close in 30 days. I think it took us 31. 31. And I was pretty proud of that. We were moving a week before I was going to be going back full time. I just remember that whole experience. And the week Elizabeth turned one. Yes. It was the same week. So It felt like a circus. Trying to get... Oh, it was. You don't realize how much stuff you have until you have to pack it to move it. And it's always that last 15% that are just random items that now you're just throwing in the car instead of packing them up and just multiple trips back and forth. Thankfully, we had family who came. I remember my parents drove down. Your mom came and just helped out with Elizabeth, helped out with the house because there were... We had to repaint the whole inside because it it, was horrible. It was pretty, yeah. We had one room that was, imagine if you will, was it New York Yankees? well the bottom half of the room was striped white and blue that was the top the bottom no i thought there was like royal blue 
on the bottom or like that navy blue on the bottom and then the top was the white and the red striped and they had the new york yankees border like wallpaper border around no offense to anybody yeah no offense to that but it was just quite shocking when you walk in the i remember the guest bathroom too was hot pink and lime green and mustard yellow it was pretty terrible so there were some cosmetic things we were wanting to do just for our sanity right at the beginning and everybody kind of jumped in and helped and it was such a blessing so then we had the rush to get the other house ready because we needed to rent it and we even with what we could get for rent and thankfully the whole time that we rented it out we it wasn't the same person but we never had a problem pretty much had renters in there the whole time yes and but we still what we were able to charge for rent still had to cover about four hundred dollars of our own money above that because it didn't come out in the wash for what we were charging for rent for it to pay the mortgage on that house. And we couldn't charge more because of the size of the house versus other yeah. houses in the area and what they were charging. So so we ate $400. We could have done it if we didn't have the HOA fee at yeah. the other house. But, you know, that was ridiculous anyway. Well, and it was nice, too, because even when, if you've had a rental property before, you know people do not take care of your stuff the way that you take care of it. And so I feel like there were always things after somebody would move out, but thankfully you're handy, and we didn't have to really call repair people a whole lot to do things. You were able to do it. But when you have a rental property, it's, unless you're having a rental... Property management company doing it. Yeah, but they it's like a part-time job. They bring their own people in and you still have to pay to get it done. So I worked until 2014, so 3 years and we were we had both houses and it was at that point where I felt like I was supposed to be home again. And so I quit and decided to stay home. And I think I was gone for a year and I got a call to come back into the classroom um a teacher that they had hired quit pretty soon and it was your replacement again i thought right no i because i was out a full year oh okay. i was out a full year and then i don't i don't remember all the things that happened i just remember somebody had quit only a week or two into the school year it was very early on and i was asked if i would be willing to come back and just basically fill in while they were doing the interview process to find a replacement and the timing of it was perfect because that year you had been traveling a lot. And I remember if I had gotten the phone call a week earlier, the answer would have been no because I wouldn't have even had to think about it just because of the stress of your travel life. And I was still like just feeling it. But you were on your way back from your last trip when I got the phone call and it felt like it was a doable thing. And so I went back in and decided after a week because the students that I got as juniors I had had them as freshmen and so I was kind of invested in who they were and the investment I had already made as freshmen and after a week I was like oh I really don't want them to have a third teacher they had their first teacher and then they have me and then they get handed off to somebody else within one month of the school year starting I was afraid that they were going to lose their investment and what was going on in the classroom. And so I remember talking to you about the possibility of me just letting the school know, hey, I'm, I'm just gonna stay with them for the rest of the year and you know work that year. And you were okay with that. And um, it was because of me working 
that year that we felt like the numbers lined up for it to be possible to sell the other house. Because that after we rented for a while, we knew that the ultimate goal, we didn't want to keep that as a rental property. We wanted to get out from no. under the Yeah, because we were losing money every month. Yeah, we wanted to get out from under it. And it was me going back to work, I feel like, that year. We knew that we could take the time to let the house sit vacant and still pay both mortgages while we fixed it up had the money to fix it up and then put it on the market and wait for hopefully somebody to buy it. And I think we put it on the market of January that year and we closed in April. 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 It cost us about what? 11000 $11,000 to get out of that house. And so even though I feel like, you know, we got a good deal on our current home, when you still look at the numbers of what we paid and what we lost... I feel like everything just kind of comes out in the wash. But that year, I had told you, I think I'm just going to just sign a contract for next year. I think I'm just I'm going to go back to work. Because we had tried in the meantime. We thought we wanted another kid. Well, we did want another well, kid. Well, <laughs> yes, we did want one. Uh, and it just it wasn't happening. And we had tried for a long time, and when it didn't happen, I think we had finally just come to the conclusion that we were a one kid family, and that that's that we were okay with that. Like we were at peace. And so I remember we got rid of all of Elizabeth's baby stuff that we had been holding on to just in case we had another one, like the crib the and crib, the furniture and all that. everything. And then two weeks later, we got pregnant. We found out <laughs> I was pregnant. And that just kind of decided everything for me. So I decided that I wanted to be home like I was with Elizabeth for that first year. So decided to, this is the story also of how I come and go from work every time I have one of my kids. Um, But I think around, if you fast forward to 2017, we decided we wanted to start chipping away at our current home because we had paid off the other house. We had eaten the $11,000, got that taken care of, and so we no longer... And it felt so good to be free from that. Mm. And the suggestion is because there is money in real estate and having a rental property, but you really shouldn't have a property that you don't own free and clear that you're using as a rental property just because there's so many dangers and things that could happen with the housing market where you could end up up the creek without a paddle. And so... I feel like it was around 2017 we had started wanting to to chip away at our current home mortgage because that had always been the dream. We got the 15-year, and the goal was to pay it off even sooner than the 15 if we could do it. And any opportunity that we got to throw extra money at the house, we did. So we, I feel like there was a set. When we first started, it was only a couple hundred dollars, but we would prepay on the principal. And you have to make sure you're specifying that. That it's for the principal. Right. And so any extra money that we had, if we came into like, if you had a side job or there was just like a chunk of money from somewhere or something, we tried to just throw what we could at the mortgage. And like I said earlier, April of this year, after 11 years of paying on our home mortgage, we had shrunk the principal enough to walk into the bank and make our final payment four years early. So 11, it took us 11 years to pay off our house. Yeah. The interest you pay over the life of a loan 
is crazy. I think we even did the numbers at one point. Like, what was the difference in interest you pay in a 30-year mortgage versus a 15-year mortgage? Because even though the mortgage payment itself is higher on a 15, the amount you actually end up paying for the house when you include interest, it's it's not quite double for the 30-year, but no, it's, it's a, I mean, it's like, of course, it depends on the amount you paid for your house, but you're talking like sixty, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 more that you will pay in interest. So um, we felt, we have felt blessed to, to open our home and entertain quite a bit over the years. It, it truly is still a fixer-upper. Those of you who have been to our home know it's still a work in progress 11 years later. It's easy to want to fix everything up all at once, but if you don't have the cash to pay for it, it's also easy to go into some steep debt trying to complete remodels. Um, again, it's kind of a test in contentment, and we've had to learn that because we could have easily come in here and just put stuff on credit cards, uh, when we paid off our mortgage, we could have turned around and taken out a home equity loan and remodeled the kitchen and the bathrooms, but we've just been trying to cash flow things as we're able to. And our home has come a long way, but there's still things I'm excited to save for now and actually complete. And you've been able, thankfully, to do a Some lot of, of it. Yeah. Well, no, a lot of it. Like we, You don't give yourself enough credit. The only uh, thing that you haven't done yourself is what? The AC and the roof. I mean, we, we've we had to cash flow a lot of stuff. So even though like cosmetically, it's not exactly where I want it to be, we've put on a brand new roof that we cash flowed. Our AC died and we had to replace that. We had to, the appliances well, in this house, well, it didn't come with a washer and dryer. There was a fridge in the kitchen, but it looked like it was from well, the 1970s. Well, the fridge was like, oh, we'll stick that in the garage and we'll have a garage refrigerator. And we took it out into the garage. I opened it up, and it and it smelled so bad we had that to get we, it we had to get them to take it away when they brought the new one. But you've put in flooring in portions of our house. The outside's been repainted. We had empty rooms for a while. We doubled our house size just about. It's around, what, 2,000 square feet now? A little over. Yeah. And so when we moved, we didn't have our dining room sat empty for a long time. I feel like the whole front of the house was just for Elizabeth to play in mm -hmm. because we didn't have things to put in that room. And it, again, would have been easy to be like, oh, we need to go out and buy this. But we, we waited and saved money and we said, it'll come yeah. eventually, right? And it has. And we did. Yeah. And... I don't like what's the what's the one thing you're excited to update now that we don't have a mortgage payment and we can hopefully save for things a little bit quicker. Like, what do you want to change the most? While you're thinking, yeah, I'll go because yeah, I already know. Well, I have a whole giant list. I feel like your list is my list because I gotta. <laughs> I know, but if we could get rid of the tile in the kitchen. Mm. I just it's all chipped up. I don't like the color. It doesn't go with the feeling of the house, the cabinets we had in there, I ended up painting and I'm okay with keeping the cabinets because it's expensive to do a full kitchen remodel. They look okay, I mean. But we still have laminate countertops and that's another thing. I would like to, I think that would be it. The kitchen, since you spend a lot of time in the kitchen, I would want to redo the floors and change the countertops would be at the top of my list. You Would you say that's your same yeah, thing? Yeah, probably. Probably. So From the visual part. I mean, there's other things that I would like to do, like a pool. <laughs> well, that 
Okay, so we didn't mention that, but I feel like that was part of, for those of you that don't know us and don't know we're in Florida, it is hot outside in the summer, and when you have kids, it's so helpful to have a pool. And so our backyard, we always kind of envisioned when we bought the house, oh, we could put in a pool one day. And so now that we're at the place where it's time to make a decision, what's the smartest thing for us to do? Is it to have a pool put in or is it better for us to sell our house? I don't know that we would sell it now. That's true. Maybe we keep it as a rental or something. I don't know. But the question is, should we move into a house that already has a pool? Is that the more efficient? And our backyard's not huge. So we wouldn't have a huge, you know, pool area. At this point, it's just even if you had a bucket of water to sit in would be really nice. So that's that's where we are. We're praying about what direction we're supposed to go in. And for me, I feel like even if we stay in our current home, it's still, I remember how I felt... 11 going on 12 years ago seeing the house for the first time and the potential and feeling like this could be my dream home I still have that feeling about it once we get the things done so I'm fine whatever direction even it's got good bones we got good neighbors yeah you know there's definitely a lot of positives but who knows maybe we'll end up out on the farm (laughs) that's for another day (laughs) all right well thanks for hanging out with us and we'll catch you next time